Hey, welcome to another episode of Off the Pulpit. Uh, I'm Adam Ganey. And I'm Grace. We're the pastors of Freedom Centre in New Zealand. We hope that this podcast empowers you, enriches you, and draws you closer to Jesus. Hello and welcome to episode number six of Off the Pulpit. Numero sei. Sei? Yeah, sei in Italian. Six. Ono. Huh? Ono. What's ono? Maori. Okay. Maori. Yeah, and Maori. in Turkish? You shouldn't Turkish. have to count. Alter. Your family would be ashamed. I know, but alter. Episode alter. Alter. Okay. So Great accent. Thank you. So we are talking today about the number one question we get asked, I reckon. It's so up there. Mm -hmm. It's so up there. What do you do when you're praying for healing and you don't see it? Mm -hmm. Is healing all the time? Is Mm. it always God's will to heal? How do we navigate? Praying for people and not seeing them healed, and this is close to home for us, right? We've had we've had huge wins when it comes to praying for healing, and we've yep. had huge losses. Yep. So that's something I'd love to, you to just kick us off. We're going to just kind of navigate that together today and answer yeah, that. Yeah, cool. It's something that I go to a lot and yep. teach on a lot, really, because it's you know it's a, it's a hot topic, and yes. everyone's got their experience. Yep. Um. So so, what do you want me to answer first? I want you to answer. Um, is it always God's will to heal? Yes. Can you answer it a little bit more in depth, maybe with some scripture? Uh, is it always God's will to heal? Yeah. The Bible says that by his stripes we are healed. Yep. He sent his son to die on a cross and have his back ripped apart mm-hmm. for our healing. Mm-hmm. If he didn't want everybody to be healed, mm-hmm. then he would not have ripped Jesus's back apart. Yeah. If he was going to hold back healing from some and dish it out to others. Okay, so let me be the devil's advocate. Great. What about the pool of Bethesda? What about it? So he healed one guy and he left. Why didn't he heal everybody else? Well, it's not. A, it's not about that. Why, why do we focus on the ones that he didn't heal? Why do we? Se- why don't we celebrate the guy that he did? Yeah. And there's also many places, right? I, I mean, I should have had all this written down, but we're pretty last minute out here. Um, but there's so many places where it says, you know, Jesus was in this place doing this and then he healed everybody who came to him. He Absolutely. healed all the sick. And yeah. we pick one thing and say there were other people at yep. the pool. Yep. Come on, give me a break. Yep. Don't build a doctrine out of one little thing. You've got to look at the entirety of Scripture and look at mm. what's God's heart, what's his will. I mean, for us as believers, one of the things that we do as far as a um, – what's the word I'm looking for? A ritual, a, a ritual. sacrament that right. we do as believers is take communion. Right. The communion's made up of the blood, which mm-hmm. we all have no issue believing mm. that our past, present and future sins have been atoned for by the blood of Jesus. But why are we eating the bread? The bread represents his body broken so that mine could be whole. Mm. So that's the word of God. And before I answer any of these questions, which I'm super passionate about, by the way, um, we've got to make a decision. And this is what I say to people and they don't really like me when I say it, so I'm going to say it anyway. Is this word Mm. the final authority in your life? Is it? Mm. Like is it the final authority in your life? Because yeah. until you can answer that, you'll have every argument about why my experience overrides the word of God. Yep. You've got to get to the point where your experience in the area of healing, in lots of areas, but healing's probably a top one, mm-hmm. actually bows down right. to the authority of scripture. And if my experience in the area of healing is less than what the word of God says, then I've got room to grow. Mm. But what most of us do is blame God. 
Yep. And so what I think the, the, the clear difference is that we are, the Bible does not say for Christians to pray to God that God would heal the sick. Mm. It tells us to go and heal the sick. Yeah. Now, not by our power. We're not claiming that we are healers. But what we are claiming is that the power of God lives within us and we are the ones that go and heal the sick. And the power of the Holy Spirit, the name of Jesus, works through us mm. to heal the sick. Mm. So it's not like I pray for somebody to be healed and then God decides, you know, and if he woke up on the good side, uh, the right side of the bed mm. and if he had his morning devotion um, to himself, you know, read, read about himself in the Bible, he's in a good mood and he'll dish out healing and, you know, maybe he ate some bad pizza the night before. So no healing today, guys, sorry. Like where do we get even the idea? He sent his son so it's a green light to healing. Healing equals yes. Mm. There are many reasons why we don't get healed mm -hmm. or why we see certain percentages. And look, let's be real. We have seen amazing healings, but there's also a lot of people that we haven't seen healed. I went on a 40-day fast to see my own sister healed of leukemia, which I spoke about at, at, in the last episode, and she didn't get healed. I've never asked God, why didn't you heal her? Wow. Never. Because I know my word mm. and my word Dick overrides my experience. Right. The word says by his stripes we're healed. The word says that Jesus healed everybody that came to him. The mm. word says that I can heal the sick and that every name is under the name of Jesus. Now, my experience might be slightly underneath that, mm. that to me, for me, for my personality, I'm like, great, I've got room to grow. Mm. The moment we go and blame God and ask God, um, I think I think there's a real issue there. So there's a biblical um, uh, precedent here. Mm. There's only one place in the Bible where we have people that prayed for healing or deliverance, the miraculous to happen. It didn't happen. Then they ask Jesus why, and Jesus gives them a point blank answer. Okay. Now this, just pre-warning, mm. it's not what you want to hear. Yeah. It really is not because we want – the reasons why God, you know, we, we say all kinds of things like, well, it's not God's timing. Maybe there's unforgiveness in your life, brother. Well, yeah, can I on that, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a real popular, um, beautiful, incredible TV show called The Chosen. Mm -hmm. And in the recent series of The Chosen, there's this moment, right? So if we're talking about is it always God's will to heal, there's this moment in the show. Yeah. And I love The Chosen. I love the creativity of The Chosen. Oh, I love that amazing. it isn't perfect Bible, you know, Jesus yeah. just says the exact red letters. <laughs> I love it. I love the way We've it's We've seen done. enough of those Perfectly We've, biblical shows. That's right. I've grown up as a Christian, so I've seen them all. Um, but, you know, there was this moment in the third, I think it's the third season where, you know, there's one of the disciples who's James. got, yeah, James, little James has got this, you know, he's, I mean, some kind of disability or something. Mm. And so Jesus pulls him aside and has a conversation with him about how I've, I'm allowing you to remain the way that you are and not come into your healing until we kind of get to glory, I think is the point, because, you know, it's going to be a, maybe a testimony or there's just this whole conversation about mm. why Jesus isn't going to heal him. And what I, and I love the chosen, but that kind of saddened me yeah. that there's millions of Christians watching this show who are now taking on this idea that God doesn't always want to heal us, that yeah, maybe yeah, that he, he wants to keep sickness you. To some. Yeah, maybe he mm. doesn't want to heal you for whatever purpose or maybe, you know, there's a reason here and God's got this sovereignty where healing isn't imparted. Mm. What would you say to that? It's completely unbiblical. Yeah. Find me in the Bible. Again, is the Bible the authority? Yeah. 
in your life? And mm-hmm. if it is, show me where that, that happened. I think we're wrestling with the, the word of God versus our experience. Exactly. And 100%. so we have to make up these reasons. Oh, yeah. We make up we all cope. kinds of human doctrines to yeah. make ourselves feel better. Yeah. Oh, this must be part of God's plan. So that's yeah. why I've got that thing. Mm. It's just not biblical. It's not the picture of a good father mm. that he that is painted in the Bible. And so we've got to be very careful that we don't make up human doctrines to suit our human experience. We've got to go by the word of God. Okay. So then in what context, according to the word of God, do people not get healing? Okay. Do you want, we'll look at the scripture. Let's do it. Cool. I want to read from the New King James Version. It's the version that Jesus reads. <laughs> um, Matthew 17. I'm joking about that. Uh, <laughs> just to be clear, just to be clear. Uh, Matthew 17 uh, of the New King James Version, reading from verse 14. Mm-hmm. And again, I just want to preface that we probably don't want this answer, but mm. if you're really looking to grow in the area of the supernatural, this will be the greatest answer for you. Okay. So if you're hungry and you want to grow, you'll love it. Yep. If you're complacent and you want to blame God, you'll hate what I'm about to say. And then when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down and saying to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and he suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought to him your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you've got faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind only goes out except by prayer and fasting. Now to give a little bit of context to the situation here, Jesus is up on the Mount of Transfiguration. It's in Matthew 17 and Mark 9. He's up on the Mount of Transfiguration having this incredible moment, you know, where where Moses and Elijah actually come. And I mean, it's just this glory scene, right? Mm. A couple of the disciples are there and all this stuff's going down. Now, there's all these people at the bottom living life. And this dad, and if you've ever had a sick child, you can really resonate with this dad, right? Mm. Like it's terrible as a parent watching your kids go through something that you kind of feel helpless to fix. It's very tough. And so Jesus comes off the mountain and he sees a whole bunch of drama going on. Mm. Now, um, the dad is distraught. The dad is upset. Mm. He's like, hey, my boy has epilepsy. My boy has epilepsy and uh, I brought him to your disciples. I brought him to the ones that follow you that you said Jesus Mm. could do the same things as you. And it says they could not cure him so the disciples are there and they're praying and they're doing all the the prayers that they know how to pray they're praying in tongues they're anointing him with oil wow. um and they're like they're like you know tapping in how about you start praying like <laughs> yeah. imagine what the disciples are doing they're doing everything they know how they're spitting in the mud trying to put it on his eye because i said jesus do it once before That's right. they're drawing in the ground i don't know they're trying yeah, all the yeah. stuff right they're trying yeah. to figure it out how do we get this demon out of this boy because wow. in this instance it is a demon mm. that 
is causing epilepsy we'll come for back this to kid. That, we'll come right? back to that, mm. right? Yeah. Mm. Controversial as well. Yep. So anyway, so the disciples try and the father is desperate and Jesus' heart goes out to not only the boy but to the dad. And so mm. he says what's going on and, and he says, I brought him to the disciples but they could not cure him. Verse 17, and Jesus answered, O faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? So he's the, the word faithless and perverse there means twisted thinking. Mm. Your thinking is not thinking like the Father. You're not thinking, you're not seeing things through heaven's perspective. Mm. You're seeing things from an earthly realm. And that's the issue when I get into really heated conversations with people around healing mm -hmm. is they're seeing it from an earthly realm. And I just right. refuse to see it from there. Mm -hmm. Jesus says we're faithless and perverse. If we see it from the earthly realm, we've got to see it from heaven's perspective. We've got to untwist our thinking and mm -hmm. we've got to see it the way he sees it. And then he gets upset and he's like, bring him here to me. So he's just one like, of those moments, right? Bring him here to me. Like, yeah, just, just like just the authority, like, like something's know. about to happen. How long shall I be so with you? How long shall I bear with you? Yeah. Fellas, I'm about to take off and go yeah. and be with the father and you still haven't got this right. Yeah. Like you still, haven't we sat down? Haven't we spoken about this? Haven't you seen me do it? Why can't you figure it out? Like Jesus mm. is upset. Yeah. And he's like, bring him here to me. I thought you guys could mm. do it. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want to heal the, the boy in the sense that he wanted his disciples to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. But I love this. The Holy Spirit puts it in the Bible for a reason. Mm. Bring him here to me. And it says that uh, Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. Now, as the kid gets delivered, the child was cured. So the demon of epilepsy comes out of him and he stops throwing himself into the fire and into the water and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And the epilepsy leaves the boy with one command from Jesus. So Jesus in one moment looks at the boy, rebukes the demon and mm. says, uh, and, and <laughs> do not disturb. I'm going to turn that on now. So Jesus in one moment mm. turns and looks to the boy, kicks the demon out of him yep. and he's cured from that very hour. Mm. Jesus is our model. Jesus is our example. And anything short of that, we've got room to grow. I've got room to grow. You've got room to grow. Yeah. Now, I love this bit. Here's the twist of events. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately. So they've, they, they're pretty upset, right? Mm. And they've got questions, which I get. They turn to Jesus and they ask him a question. They turn to him and they say, why could we not cast it out? Why could we not cast it out? Why could we not get this done? But you come along out off that mountain <laughs> and with one word, you make it happen. Why couldn't we do it? couple of things to note here. They didn't say to Jesus, why didn't you heal the boy? Mm. That's what most of us do. We go to God and we say, why didn't you heal my loved one? Why didn't that thing happen? Why didn't that miracle that I prayed for happen? They asked the right question, right. which was why could we not cast it out? Wow. They don't blame the father. They don't blame the son. They don't blame anything else. They actually look to take responsibility for themselves. Oh, why huge. could we not cast it out. And mm. I know that's what we don't want to hear, but I've got to ask the question. I've seen, I've seen all kinds of diseases being healed mm. when I've prayed for people and the Lord's done it. Let me make it clear. It's the Lord through us, but he, he uses vessels, right? And so, but then there's a lot of people that haven't. And so I've prayed for nine people to be raised from the dead. 
And thus far, no one's been raised from the dead, but you better bet your bottom dollar that I will keep praying for every dead body that the Lord puts me in front of to mm. be raised from the dead because we're going to see it and it's going to become normal. Mm. So the question isn't, God, why didn't you do it? The question is, why could I not cast it out? Why could I not heal that person? Why yeah. could I not raise the dead? And it's such a good distinction because I think we're so quick to say, I had this prophetic word and I healed this person and I this and I that. And then as soon as it's not there, we're like, God, why, where are you? Yeah. God, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't we're, you doing we're, that? We're blame shifters. Yeah, we are. And I think it's a real entitlement that we are we are owed an explanation by the God who formed the universe. Mm. Like we need to just <laughs> get perspective and, you know, and God loves us. He's so gracious toward yeah. us that, you know, he journeys those difficulties with us, mm. but he doesn't owe us an explanation. Yeah, absolutely. He absolutely doesn't. So, okay, so let's say that I'm someone right now and maybe I haven't lost a loved one to like, you know, the way that you have lost Mia. But let's say I've got a loved one who's sick right now. Yeah. What could I be doing differently right now? What would be your advice to someone in that position? Okay, let me finish off the scripture. Okay, oh, because, sorry. Because, because what will happen is you'll get the answer. Oh, Jesus gives us the reason and then mm. the answer. So mm. they say, why could we not cast it out? Mm -hmm. And then Jesus gives them the answer. Mm. He doesn't say because it's not God's timing. Yep. He doesn't say because you've got unforgiveness in your life. He doesn't say, oh, you know, maybe it's the, the sickness is there to teach you a lesson. All mm. things that we hear humans say, Man. God never says. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's right. Great, well-meaning people and even people in leadership and pastoral roles that are saying this to, comf to comfort people. Mm -hmm. You know, as a, as a leader, it's my job to um, comfort the afflicted, mm -hmm. but it's also my job to afflict the comfortable. And, and so there are moments where we've just got to walk with people and comfort them. But there's also moments where you're too comfortable and it's my job to afflict you out of that comfort. Wow. And so, and so here's one of those moments. Jesus turns and he says to them, because they ask, why could we not cast it out? Jesus turns to them and he says, because of your unbelief. Point blank. Mm. Because of your unbelief. Mm -hmm. then semicolon and he goes to explain for shortly I say to you if you have faith as a mustard seed you'll say from to this mountain move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you wow. so what he's trying to distinguish here is the difference between faith and unbelief mm. so most of us say things like oh we're just gonna have more faith no, Jesus is saying here, if you've got faith of a mustard seed, yeah. which as a believer you have because when you got born again, you got given a measure of faith, a mustard seed of faith has enough power to say to a problem, say to a mountain, be moved from here to there and it will be removed and nothing will be impossible for you. So essentially what Jesus is saying here, mm. faith ain't your problem. Yeah. Faith is not your problem. You don't need more faith. Although it's good to grow in your faith. I'm a faith guy. I love the area of faith. We should be growing in our faith, but never blame that in mm. the area of you praying for somebody and not seeing it. He mm. says the reason that you could not cast it out was because of your unbelief. Yeah. Point blank. Yeah. So what's unbelief? Unbelief is different to faith. Mm -hmm. Unbelief is, is, is in the realm of doubt. It actually lives in our flesh. Unbelief is a spirit. Mm. Unbelief is a voice that speaks to us and says... That can't happen. And so, and so let me give you some examples of unbelief and to use this example um, that if somebody had like a massive tumor hanging out of their chest and I brought them here on the podcast and said, hey, can God heal this man? Everyone would say, yeah, absolutely. Well, can we see this tumor shrink right now? We'd be like, mm, mm. maybe, I don't know. 
we're kind of in that unbelief realm. Why? Mm. Unbelief usually happens in the in the things that we can see. So if I see the tumor, unbelief happens. I pray for the dead body, but the person's like dead, dead. They're cold, man. Like you walk into a room. I walk into all those rooms that I've prayed for the dead to be raised and I'm like full of faith. Mm. I'm in there, you know, going for it. This is going to happen. And then if I'm honest with you, when I see the dead body, something changes, right? Mm. This this worry, this really it's just unbelief. And we yeah. all carry a measure of unbelief mm. um, because of what we see. So it comes in through our eyes, comes in through our ears. This is why it's very important. you got to watch what you watch yeah. because all the stuff that we watch nowadays is just feeding our unbelief, mm. feeding our unbelief and pulling us out of the realm of the supernatural and into the natural. Wow. And so he says, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, you've got faith as a mustard seed, You'll say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, however, mm. listen up. This kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. Every teaching that I've ever heard, every sermon that I've ever heard, every podcast I've ever listened to, every person I've ever spoken to about this scripture teaches it this kind of demon because the boy was possessed mm. by a demon of epilepsy this kind of high-ranking demon only comes out by prayer and fasting and i got news for you nothing could be further from the truth mm. it's not like you go to pray for some demons and there you know one demon comes out and then you go and pray for somebody else and they have a demon and the demon's like i, I saw you eat breakfast this morning don't think i'm gonna come out you know you you haven't mm. been fasting you haven't been like i see that you ate burger king last night and now I'm not coming out. <laughs> it's ridiculous, right? Yeah, like true. the things that we say and we yeah. do to justify the reason why. Think about what the disciples asked. They said, why could we not cast it out? What was Jesus's answer? Because of your unbelief. Mm. So the answer is yeah. unbelief. Then he goes on to say, however, this kind, this kind of what? It's not demon. This kind of unbelief mm. will only come out by prayer and fasting. So the problem is unbelief. My problem and your problem is unbelief. Mm -hmm. My tool that Jesus gives me to crush unbelief is called prayer and fasting. Mm. Because why? Unbelief lives in my flesh. My spirit fully believes. Yep. In my flesh, unbelief lives. Mm. And the only way to get rid of unbelief in my flesh is to starve my flesh. Wow. I have to kill it by fasting, mm. by skipping meals, by being led by the Spirit in prayer and fasting. So when I pray and fast, I'm not asking God, can you do more of the miraculous? I want to see your hand move. It's like the more meals I skip, we think that God somehow unties himself from you know shackles and finally can do the miraculous in people's lives. No, no, no. When I fast, I'm praying and I'm fasting so that I'm dealing with my unbelief, mm. so that the next time I'm faced with it, with an impossible situation that needs a miraculous move of God, I'm not dealing with unbelief anymore. I'm I'm seeing things without twisted thinking, without being like Jesus is a perverse generation. Mm. And I'm moving in the realm of the supernatural because my unbelief has been dealt with in private. Yep. You can't deal with your unbelief when you, you're there mm. in the moment, yep. seeing the thing. You've actually got to deal with your unbelief in private. Yeah. I think it's. Um, I think it would just be good to encourage the people who are in that position right now, who are like got a loved one who is sick, are believing for a healing, to press into this 
to read this passage of scripture, fast, pray, read the lifestyle of Jesus, read Mm. the stories where he healed, where people got complete healing, where it says he healed everybody who was there Um, and just really kind of press into this, you know, just catching that heart that it is always God's will to heal. Yeah, absolutely. And we have this beautiful tool called prayer and fasting. And so if you're a person that wants to grow in the supernatural, you've got to pray and fast. There's no shortcuts. There's no easy way out. You've Mm -hmm. got to do it. And you will be uh, empowered. And it's kind of like, you know, the guy that goes to Jesus and says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Mm. Like, I believe. Like, a lot of the people listening right now believe that God can do the miraculous. And maybe they haven't seen it. So you're kind of like in that situation. Lord, I believe but help my unbelief. Yeah, absolutely. And so we want to be able to crush that thing so that we could do all that Jesus has called us to do. Absolutely. We hope that that encourages you. Somebody's worshipping in the background here, so we might get that in the podcast. That's okay. uh, We hope that encourages you and we hope that answers your question. Um, Send us a message if you've got any more questions on that topic. Thank you so much for joining us on the pod. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Bye.